November 19th, 2017. Jonna had called me that week and she said, I want to talk about getting baptized. Do you have any time? And I said, well, you name the time. And she said, Saturday morning. And I thought, oh no. I'm supposed to be in Peoria on Saturday morning, but I'll postpone that a little bit. We'll work it out. And, and uh, Danny Mars and I came in and we got the water ready and I was in that t-shirt and a pair of swim trunks and Jonna walked in she said, what's going on? And I said, we're going to get baptized. And she said, I just wanted to talk about it. And <laughs> I said, okay, we can talk, but I'm talking in trunks. And uh, she went home and uh, got a change of clothes and brought the girls. And, uh, and we talked about what it meant. And then uh, after, uh, after a while, Haley and Madeline baptized their mother. It's the most beautiful things I've ever seen in this building. I got a phone call yesterday from Kim Rose. And, and I just asked her, I said, what's, what's one thing you think of when you think of John? And she said she called me after she got baptized. And she told me how happy she was. She told me how thankful she was for the faith that she had been raised with, the faith that she grew up with, and, the, and that she had taken the, the moment to, to, uh, to make a decision for herself, following up on that faith that she was raised with. There's so much we could say about who Jonna was. We could talk about that she was a wife and mother and daughter, sister and friend. But because of her faith, we get to talk about who she is and who she will always be. And as I mentioned earlier, this past Sunday afternoon, I, I visited with her and the girls. We prayed together. We took communion. And we read some Scriptures. I read two of those passages for you already. I'd like to read a third. And this is a passage that as I've watched Jonna grow in her faith and as I've watched her struggle, as I've watched her you know, live with cancer, uh, this is a passage that's just always struck me as being, speaking so much of, of her faith and her attitude. It's from Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 26. Now, just to give you a little background, the Apostle Paul wrote this while he was in prison. Uh, he, it was a very uncertain time for him. At any minute, guards could come and get him and haul him out and execute him, or the guards could come and get him and set him free. Paul didn't know what was going to happen. But like Paul, Paul, like Jonah, was a person of faith. And so I want you to hear these words that he wrote to his friends at the church in Philippi. He wrote, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, well, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which shall I choose? I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you for your progress and joy in the faith so that you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. You hear those words in verse 21. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Those are not easy words. Those are words you have to fight for. They don't come at the start of your faith journey. Those words are not a mere sentiment or a tradition. It's something you seek. It's something you take hold of. And you hold on to those words and you say, I will not let you go until you bless me. And that's the kind of faith I saw growing in Jonah over the past few years. And because she grew in her faith, Jonah's faith sustained her. 
We had some wonderful talks. We had some very honest talks, some very brutal talks. I love those kind of talks. She had a lot of questions about faith, and, and I had to sometimes just say, I don't know. You realize how hard that is? Say, I don't know. I'll get back to you. I'll get an answer for you. One day she came to talk to me, and she had been reading her Bible, trying to read her Bible, she said. And, and I love what she said because it was so honest. She, she said, I've been trying to read my Bible. These people are a mess. She said, they're constantly killing each other and sleeping around. And she said, and the best ones are the worst at it. And uh, we were talking about King David, and I, I laughed. I said, we haven't changed that much, have we? But Jonna wanted her faith to make a difference. She wanted it to, to make a difference in her life. She wanted a faith to sustain her. And to do that, it needed to be real. And so it was something that she dug into. Paul says, for me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. That takes a while to, to come to that reality. And it's hard because everything within us fights for what's here. Fights for what we can hold on to now. For, for the gain that we can have now. Jonna wanted a faith to sustain her. More, more than just sustain her health. She wanted a faith that would sustain her soul. After that talk, I sent her an email. I had found a quote in, a, in one of the books I was reading and I wanted to share that quote with her. I'll share it with you now. This is the quote. I think this is beautiful. Christianity is not primarily an emotional experience or a set of logical conclusions or even a code of ethics. It is a story. And I wrote to John and I said, I think that quote hit me because it addresses both of us, you and me. You came in today asking about emotional experiences, how you could feel saved. And I responded and told you about logical conclusions, about how you can know for certainty by reading the Scriptures. I don't think either one of us was right. I don't think either response was correct. I think it's about a story. Your story, my story, everyone's story. We talked about what a screw-up King David was. And he sure was. But we only talked about one thing that happened in his life, not his whole story. Can you imagine if we did that to everybody? Well, the truth is, we probably do. We talk about the bad mistakes people made in high school. We talk about mistakes they made early in life or what they did once. We need to be more interested in the story, where they're going, and ultimately, where our story is going. See, that's what Jonna wanted for herself. That's what she wanted to see in others. And I think that's why she was such a good friend. I think that's how she knew how to be there for others. She knew you and she knew your story. Her story included her faith. And because she knew you, we have to admit, Jonna's faith strengthened all of us. Jonna's seat here at Kansas Christian Church was that back pew all the way back there. Those of you sitting in that pew, you're sitting in Jonna's seat. And we would tell you that. And I heard Pete out here say, let's try to get six people to a seat. I swear that woman could get ten people in that seat. Uh, there were days. And, and when, when she started coming, I think she sat back there because she would kind of sneak in and then she'd sneak out. She didn't really want to stick around. She'd sneak in and sneak out. But after a while, all these people started flocking to her. And, and after a while, more and more people were sitting in, in that seat back there. I think one of the last Sundays she was here, I said, I think I'm going to need a crowbar to get you all out of that seat. And there was a lot of laughter and joy in that back row, which is really confusing when I'm standing up here talking about serious things. 
So much of that laughter and joy was because Jonna was right there. Jonna, Jonna knew how to make a, an impact on the lives of others. She knew how to bring joy. And, and she also knew how to bring concern when she needed to bring concern. I think you hear something of, of Jonna's concern for others in Paul's words here. In, in verse 23, Paul says, My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. She knew that her presence meant an awful lot to you. She knew that you needed her. And you hear that in the memories and the, the thoughts that have been shared online. I was reading this week on Facebook what so many of you have written. Sherry Goff wrote, The dignity and grace she showed to us all as she endured the hardest, most fierce battle of her life, those were ever present. She made an impact on anyone who knew her with her genuine friendship, spirit, wit, smile, and beauty. Jackie Joins wrote, She was smart and funny and talented, simple in her wants and needs, beautiful, terribly loyal, the calm when the storm was brewing, and had the biggest heart of anyone I know. I know she was on your heart. And you were on her heart also, especially especially you girls. I can't tell you how many times we would talk and she would say, I don't know what they'll do without me. I don't know what they would do without me. And she fought so long and so hard because she knew that you needed her. And you hear that in Paul's words. To remain in the flesh, to remain here is more necessary on your account. Paul was saying, you need me. And in so many ways, Jonna felt that for you as well. That there's only so much fight in each one of us. But the blessing of Jonah's faith isn't just that it sustained her or strengthened us all, but the blessing of Jonah's faith is that Jonah's faith saw her home. When I wrote to Jonah about faith being a story, she wrote back and she said, thanks for this. You're right. We can rewrite our story and I guess that's what I'm trying so hard to do. And I said, no! <laughs> that was one of the elements that, that she always struggled with. We can rewrite our story. And I'd remind her, John, and no, God is rewriting your story. That's what grace is. It's not about us trying to rewrite our story. And John has struggled with that, like any of us would struggle with that. She was constantly asking, have I done enough? Have I earned my place? And every one of us would admit we would struggle with that also. But we would also look at John Cottle and say, have you done enough? Are you kidding? You? You're an incredibly kind person and a giving person. You're a friend to so many people. If anyone's done enough, we would say it was Jonna. But it's never about doing enough. It's never about what we've done or what we've left undone. It is always about God's grace. Jonna eventually got that. She eventually understood that. Part of Part of that was the way her faith grew, the way we talked through that. But part of the reason she got that was simply because she had to. That she had to, to get that. The last few conversations we had, she would say, I'm tired. I'm just tired. And, and there are no more tears. She had moved from they need me. And instead, in, in our last conversation, she said, they'll be fine. And you will. You'll be fine. 
in the Scripture we're looking at, Paul ended up confident that he would be released from prison. He wrote in verse 25, Convinced of this, I know I will remain and continue with you all for the progress, for your progress and joy in the faith. But he was aware that the goal of his life was not simply to get out of prison. The goal for his life and the people that he cared about was their faithfulness. And so a few verses later, Paul writes in verse 27, basically saying, no matter what happens, let your manner of life be worthy of the Gospel of Christ. So whether I come to you and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the Gospel, not frightened by anything by your opponents. Paul didn't want his friends to be afraid without him. And Jonna would say the same. She would want you to be happy. She wants you to be healthy. She would want you to be holding on to a faith that's bigger than you. A couple weeks ago, I went out and had a talk with Bruce and Jonna. And we talked about some difficult things. The outlook wasn't so good and Jonna was preparing for another trip to St. Louis and another scan. We talked about treatments. Treatments are a wonderful thing, aren't they? But there comes a point when you have to ask, is, is this a blessing or is this a burden? Is, is this blessing me or is this becoming a burden? And so we wanted to pray about that. And as we, as we prepared to pray, I, I shared one more Scripture and I'd like to share it with you today. This is from Revelation 21, the first five verses. This is the, the vision of, of the Apostle John as he got to peek in to heaven. He said, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared, prepared as a bride, beautifully adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be His people and God Himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. But the former things have passed away. And He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. These words are trustworthy and true. I can trust them. And in faith, I can know that is the life that Jonna is experiencing at this moment. No pain. After such a long time of pain. After... Uh, no tears after saying that there are no tears left to cry here. And while you and I can't imagine no mourning, that's, that's her reality now. Because of her faith in Jesus Christ, she has been welcomed home. Let's pray. Father, we, we said goodbye to a mother, a wife, a sister, daughter, and friend. We've lost a friend. But we have not lost hope. Because Jonah put her faith in your son, because his words are trustworthy and true, we know that she is at peace and in perfect health in your presence. And once again, we thank you for an incredible life 
and what an incredible friend Jana was. I thank you for who you created her to be and the way that you used her to bring light and joy and life to so many people. And as her remains are committed to the earth, we know that her soul is committed to you. We pray for strength in the coming days for these who mourn. Lord, send your Holy Spirit to be a comforter, so, so comfort them in, in their loss. Surround them with friends who will mourn when they mourn and be ready to laugh when they're ready to laugh. And I pray above all that just as Jonna found her hope in you, that these here would find that hope and find eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in His name we pray. Amen. Go in peace.